Good evening and welcome to the Orion Report. In this episode, I would like to read one of Uriah slash Vemael's posts from the Orion community. You can find this article and many others at www.urianism.com slash forum. So, to begin. Imagine you're standing in a house on the ground level. You can see the ceiling above, sky, and the floor below, earth. But there are no walls, but only the entire world and the universe in which it hangs. There are stairs going up to doors that hang in the sky, but all the doors are locked. There are doors that lead down to the basement, but all of those doors are locked as well. The entire floor we live on is everything in the material universe around us. Visualize that beyond the stair that leads to locked doors, there is another level or another floor above and another floor of the house below. Visualize that there are floors above and below those, many floors, levels of this house you are in. There are many floors in this mansion of the material universe, yet if you climb to the top floor, you find a stairway that leads you up to a door that leads out of the house, onto the roof as it were. Even as if you go low enough, you find a door and a stairway that leads into what is below the house, the outer darkness. Each floor of the house, above and below our floor, our plane of existence, is an entire reality, world, universe, in a sense. But all are really just levels of one mansion, one macro-reality or single wholeness. The floors above are like heavens and the floors below are like hells. These are local to our reality, linked, adjacent, connected to us and our world. On the floor above us, there are stairs and doors that go up to yet higher floors of the mansion. Even as the floor below us, there are doors and stairs that lead down into deeper, darker levels, sub-basements, lower levels of consciousness and being. This is figurative, metaphoric, and yet there are indeed actual levels. There are other planes and or layers of existence different levels of consciousness and perception, but no less tangible and real, indeed seeming more real and intense when experienced directly. Through religion, spirituality, paranormal research, science and mysticism, even so-called magical practices, thergy for Orions, as well as the study of the mind, you gain access to windows, altered states of consciousness, and a view or glimpse of what lies beyond. Like frosted and tinted windows, angles of perception in the ceiling and the floor, through which we might gain some idea of what's going on below or above us. 
but the frosting and colored tint, the experiencer's opinions or interpretations, obscure a great deal. We can, figuratively, press our ears to the ceiling or the floors and listen, but the sounds are muffled and often indiscernible. This is often experienced literally in paranormal research. Mastery of techniques like astral projection and remote viewing, dream walking and the shamanistic mystic practices of using natural herbal hallucinogens, fasting, sweat lodges, as well as near-death experiences, provide limited access to what is beyond the doors. Seeing a little way into that what lies above us and below us or around us. Using the thurgical, shamanic, and spiritualistic arts brings us into greater direct contact with those that dwell beyond those doors. Death alone opens the doors, and usually only one doorway, one realm or area, atop one set of stairs, one spiritual mental pathway is accessible to any single individual person or one doorway to one area of the basement directly below us. You can understand ghosts as those people who are so caught up in this level and floor of reality, the level we exist on right now, that they cannot see the open door to a heaven above, or they refuse to go through the door that opens due to attachments to family or traumas or addictions. They linger, unseen and unheard, except at a subliminal level. Some linger at the doors as if in the opening, waiting for loved ones to join them. Angels and demons alike will seek to lead, lure those who are caught in the middle, upward or downward, as shepherds, light or dark. Such guides are symbolically like sparrows or ravens. The doors that open to you in death are very dependent on what you believed in in life. And in believing, I mean within your heart of hearts, what you really and truly believed. Most nice people will go up one floor and find it pleasant and wonderful there. Sincerely spiritual and philosophical sorts of a positive or peaceful nature can go up two levels while deeply and sincerely devout souls may make it to a higher floor yet. Those who serve a God form, the idea of a deity, get a hand up. Yet, we know that almost everyone who goes up will come down. But in coming down, they are stripped bare, with no memory of what came before. They are blanked out. Whatever came before is left behind on the upper or lower floor, and only a tiny flicker and echo remains to return to be born again on the ground floor. The second death? We come back to this ground floor over and over and over. Why? We're told it's for our own good or for some greater good of all of humanity. We're told this every time, and there seems no end. If you go to a higher floor, the time between returns is longer. But still, they will convince you to return on some important mission or another. Why? In some ways, those who sink lower retain more of themselves, refusing to cooperate with the scheme, willful and resistance. In rebellion, 
they are torn down and dissipated. Their spirits depart from them and return, leaving them, the identity soul, to rot in the basement of the mansion, forgotten and despairing, fading away to gray and shadows, then to nothing. For all beings are nourished by the spiritual light, and the farther one is from the light, the more warped, twisted, malformed, and shadow-like one becomes. There are also a few spirit beings who do not rise or fall, but seek to skip from one body to another, walk-ins, choosing bodies near death to enter into, regenerate and assert habitation over. They still tend to lose the greater identity, but that process is due to the brain they inhabit and getting caught up in the memories of the new identity. And they recover almost their entire fullness of, on, of identity upon exiting. These wandering stars are often of a darker ilk, but some are cut up in the angelic or transcendent cause. Some might call these the immortals. Certain natural narcotics or rituals can be used to awaken the sleepers within. For Urians, the teaching, the training, the goal is to integrate the mansion within ourselves. Looking at the floors, levels within ourselves first, and reaching out to the limitless living one who is beyond it all, who is imagined by many names and guises, but who is ultimately far more than human and beyond our notions of good and evil, light and darkness, the one mo the most high. The man named Jesus, Yeshua, we believe, reached that supreme God and unlocked the door to the roof for those that came after. Others have transcended throughout history, and this is what we talk about in Uranism as a getting off the wheel or going beyond heaven. In Kabbalah it is Kether, the top of the tree. It is the peak of the figurative Mount Sinai. It is the roof of the mansion we live in. In Sylvia Brown's work on the afterlife, a New Agey Gnostic whose visions of the afterlife were very in tune with what is frequently reported in near-death experiences, she was told of the seventh veil. She said that people rarely go through it, that they are discouraged from doing so and never return when they do, so it is held as a frightful thing. For us, the goal is to get out of the repetition. Therefore, we are in rebellion to reincarnation, and we oppose all who encourage humanity to go along with the program in this regard, which is why we often speak out against Eastern religions that emphasize surrender to the wheel. If you stay in the house, you will keep coming back. A tiny part of you will, anyway. This mansion, this world at any rate, is a soul farm a louche ambrosia farm, and we are the livestock being preyed upon and fed upon, milked and sheared and ultimately eaten again and again. In my Father's house are many mansions, Jesus said. There are many realities, universes, within God's overall house. When we speak of the transuniversal, we mean the place outside and between all universes, or the mansions of creation, the house that contains the mansions. Not all mansions are equal. Some are more, more open and awake, alive if you will. Others are darker and more oppressive. Some are dormant potential. 
others near to being realized and transcending. In this frame, Uriens are told of an ascendant mansion called Prismia that vibrates at a higher frequency and is far larger than our own and has attained equilibrium as a self-aware living organism. It is a conscious universe that does not dissipate, but is ever self-renewing, connected to and drawing energy from the Pleroma, aka no Demiurge. It has its own floors, levels, just like our current mansion reality, but the barriers are thinner. The doors have keys that can be attained even by mortals there. Uriel calls that realm Prismia, for it is the rainbow multiverse, many as one, and akin to what dreamers here have called Never Never Land or Dreamlands. Indeed, that place over the rainbow. It is a universe reality where what we call dreams, fictions, fantasies, and fables or myths are realized. And indeed, the source of our inspirations here. Our fictions are like echoes of original and true realized realities, worlds and galaxies there. Uriel has offered devout Uriens who choose it passage to that place and new lives there as immortal citizens thereof when our time here is done. It is an option to consider, but in Uranism, the goal is the freedom to choose by becoming, coming into being through wholeness and union with the divine. Anyway, I hope this helps you understand your own cosmology a little better. P.S. It is of note that there are, in fact, other rooms, sections, on this current floor of reality. In a sense, ghosts are in another room here with us, but separate from us. Fairy, fey, spirits, governed by the elders, are here, but separate, in what we call Avalon or Unwin. These other rooms are what can be referred to by names like the astral plane, the etheric plane, limbo, purgatory, etc. They are on the same level as us, but behind invisible veils or curtains, sectioned off, some existing as if in a hazy dream of our world, and others seeing and hearing us and interacting with us without our awareness. This in-between state is where the vain powers actually dwell in their own heavens and strongholds, their own rooms with, within this floor of the mansion. And that concludes the reading tonight. Join us again next week when I have another episode of the Orion Report. God bless you. Andrew Candre, baby, baby, baby.